Welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. My name is Pete Scazzaro. I'm here with Jerry Scazzaro. And uh, today our podcast theme is Unleash the God-Given Voice of Your People. I'm just so happy to have you here with us, honey, Mm -hmm. on this EH Leader Podcast. Thank you. Yep. I'm excited to be here. So we're going to be doing eight uh, a series of eight different podcasts together. Uh, each one will stand alone, but they're all going to be connected. And really the theme is setting people free, which is whole Jesus mission in Luke chapter four. But we have to get free first so we can set everybody else free around us. And then we get to unleash the God-given voice, destiny, and power of all the people that we serve. But after 40 years of leading, uh, one of the biggest gaps in leadership formation and training that we've observed uh, and how to build healthy, mature community or relationships or teams has to do with this a massive gap in our leadership formation and or discipleship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were not taught and we weren't taught how to create safety uh, for everyone on our teams, for example, so everyone can feel empowered to be whom God's made them to be, so they can communicate clearly and honestly. Uh, we weren't taught skills. Uh, I had to love well, especially those with whom we're serving with in, in leadership. Uh, we weren't taught nuances. We didn't have it modeled. We knew nothing about it. Uh, and we weren't trained how to help people actually assert themselves in a mature, healthy, whole, loving way. And so we experienced the first 17 years of us in leadership, constant tensions, constant conflicts with people, breaking the relationships month after month, year after year. Uh, and we realized the fruit of our ministry was not that different in terms of relationships going on within our ministry and church than was going on outside the church. And so we uh, discovered and came into something uh, almost 30 years ago now we call emotionally healthy relationships. Now, before we continue, we launched this podcast for leaders like you who are facing complex pressures in order to live and lead out of a deep inner life with Jesus. The demand for this kind of content has far outpaced our resources to deliver this message. Your financial partnership will allow us to reach more leaders in under-resourced countries where this message is critical. So I want to invite you to join with us today by giving at emotionallyhealthy.org give so that together we can radically renew the leaders in God's church around the world. Thank you for your support. Now back to today's topic. But let's take a few minutes, few minutes just talk about Jerry. What was, where were you and where were we pre-learning emotionally healthy relationship skills in our own leadership? And then, of course, in our marriage, family. Hmm. I think um, pre-EHD and EH skills, we saw ministry as doing hmm. um, a lot of activity. So, and then how to, how to lead Bible studies, how to do evangelism. Um, sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel, all nights of prayer, uh, serving the poor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of activity. And I think our spirituality was measured by our productivity. And, but we ended up being very tired uh, after seven years of planning and establishing our church. I would say tired, and I was pretty miserable. And um, that's when I said, I don't want to keep living like this and doing this. And that led us to discover some pretty important things, um, especially about ourselves and really what um, spirituality is about. A lot of what 
mature spirituality is about is loving well. And so anyway, it, it led us to just discover another whole way of living and doing ministry. So Jerry, talk, use the word with me. We were talking earlier about what you did with tensions with people or tensions on our team as leadership. Mm-hmm. Use the word stuffed. Mm-hmm. Used to stuff a lot. What did that look like? Yeah, I mean, ministry is, I mean, ministry is really, it's difficult. And leadership is difficult. And, and we make it even more difficult for ourselves because we're not equipped in uh, knowing how to not just communicate, but even connect with people. And yeah. it really had a love them well, ourselves well. And so what do you do when tensions arise, uh, when misunderstandings arise, when disappointment arise? Well, I just did what my family did. And that was, you you stuffed it. You ignored it. Um, The problem is that it doesn't go away. It just gets buried alive inside of you. And um, that was really, that was poisonous and and painful. So really... If you think about our first 17 years as leaders, uh, again, I was trained in preaching and scripture and all that, and you went to Bible school, and but we weren't trained in relationships. Now, do you remember we did that tremendous production in the early days of our church of Godspell? Mm-hmm. And we had some super talented people mm-hmm. on that as actors. Right. And it was a gigantic outreach for Christmas. We did, I think we did 10 shows. Crowds came in. It was amazing. I think people came to Christ. The church grew. Uh, but do you remember? Yes. The relationships, the conflicts that went on among the actors, the directors, the tensions of who was in power, who was taking up more space than somebody else. They couldn't negotiate differences. There was so much tension on the people actually from our church doing the Godspell production. Uh, it, they were gifted and anointed, but... Uh, we did. We had no idea what to do. We. I was the lead pastor. You're my spouse, but we had no idea how to equip them to have healthy relationships. And we just said, I remember after that was over, we said never again. And and also not. And also important to mention was how much we went beyond our limits personally and as a church. It's like we gave much more in terms of the energy of our church into that production, then we really had to give. We were all spent emotionally, physically, mentally, emotionally after that. It really is. It's like it was spending it's like spending money you don't have. But we didn't even know what to do. And there was hurt among team members. There was backbiting. It was gossiping. Yes. There was triangling. Yes. There was it was a miserable there was resentments. There was judgments. It was probably a group of like 30, 40 people functioning in that God spell. But we didn't know what to do with the underlying stuff. They could put on an external production. Right. It looked great to the crowds. Yeah. It looked like a success on the outside. But then the inside, and actually that story kept unfolding over time. Even years later, I was still hearing about how chaotic and painful that was uh, for the people in the production. Yeah. Because we just didn't have the skills to navigate the conflicts, the differences, et cetera. But we knew enough to know it wasn't Jesus's vision for the church that there was such a relational mess on that team. And even though I, we were, I was the lead pastor, I really didn't know what to do to equip them in the skills they needed to have safety, connection, et cetera. And the same thing went for, I think, all the staff, the leadership team in the early years. 
there was constant tensions. And I had differences and we had differences with some staff and ways that we want to approach things, events, worship. Uh, And I think I can even think of someone on staff who had a different agenda for the staff teams. And I felt tension because she wanted to go a certain way. I wanted to go another way. But I would attribute it to, oh, we're different cultures, different races, different generations. But actually, it was just I had a massive gap. We had a gap in our leadership formation. We didn't know how to create safe, healthy communities where people each exercised their God-given voice and power, but in a way that respected other people. We didn't have skills, what we call emotionally healthy relationship skills today. And I like to think about, we didn't know how love expressed itself through relating to one another. Yeah. And they're not skills we're born with. Yeah. You have to. You have to be taught them. Yeah. And in our experience, I haven't really met anybody that's come into adulthood. I mean, yeah. maybe half a percent of the thousands and thousands of people we've, you know, we've uh, been around and known yeah. and et cetera. But Very I would few. say few, if any, come into adulthood with those skills. Yeah. And there's something that have to be taught. We're not born with them. And yeah. they're, they're, so anyway, this is really, really important. And so I tried, I know I tried at that time all the spiritual paradigms I knew, discipleship with of, of to fill in the gaps. I tried spiritual warfare. I tried praying it away. I tried more Bible study, but it was a missing piece, piece of leadership that I and we had never gotten. And so let's begin with a story. Just, just before we get into our skill for this podcast, let's get into, Jerry, tell me how, a little bit of our, give them a bit of our story in 96, when we actually discovered uh, emotionally healthy relationship skills and uh, and why it became this life work for us ever since for the last almost 30 years now. Well, because um, after, I guess it was about seven years, we were into pastoring and plant, plant, planting, establishing and leading our church. I was miserable, but I didn't want to admit that because I didn't think um, good, mature pastors' wives in particular didn't express their their misery. So I just stuffed it. I stuffed everything. Um, I stuffed my anger. I stuffed my disappointment. I stuffed my sadness, my hurt, um, until I couldn't stuff it anymore. And it Mm -hmm. became, I internalized it and it became a depression. And that's when I actually kind of found my power because when I became depressed, I was so low that it was a point I reached in which I didn't care what other people thought. And I then had, I felt like when you don't care what other people think, then you're ready ready to say and do yeah. things that you might not otherwise. And I said to Pete, well, I quit. I quit the church. I'm going to another church. This church brings me death, not life. And so I did. I started going to another church. But that would lead us to get help. We really wanted to get help how to ha- navigate this situation. I'm now going to a different church than the, hus- than the church my husband is leading. Um, and so we did get some help. And... The big revelation was, although I was going to get help to fix the church and you were going to get help to fix me, we found out that really the problems weren't out there. The problems were inside of us. And that was so huge uh, that we had to learn really very basic things about even loving ourselves or or knowing our own power, God-given power, expressing itself, especially through our voice and how we share who we are and how we share that with others and how we connect with others, et cetera, et cetera. But it was a big, rev- it was a big moment in our, our journey, huge 
in our not just our our spiritual journey, our marital journey, yeah. our our church leadership journey, because we were learning that spirit our spiritual maturity we had missed something along the way about is measured on, on how you love others and that there's actually very very practical ways practical skills that we can learn to love ourselves god and others i mean you just can't yeah. separate any of those so remember it was one skill oh yeah so that learned. was that one skill we, we learned, learned one skill incarnational mm -hmm. listening which we'll yep. talk about in the future podcast yes that unlock something for us huge and all those years of it unlocked our ability to live scripture we experienced something of god that changed everything and so we launched on a journey yes and we said for decades well, to say we're going to develop some skills to help people yes. love to help disciple people in this missing missing piece of discipleship and actually it's the missing piece for every leader as well on how to create healthy teams healthy churches healthy relationships so we're not just recycling the same old conflicts year after year after year and nonsense right. that we that goes on in churches that we experience for so much of our pre-eh discipleship life and i will say pain we want to save you from so much unnecessary pain that is so prevalent in leadership now leadership is going to have a certain amount of pain difficult decisions loneliness you know Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But there's so much unnecessary pain um, that leads to death. There's good pain that can lead to life, but we want to really. We're so eager. We're so eager for you to learn this and to give this away to you, so that you don't have to do unnecessary suffering. And that you know, as we have applied these skills over the years, for now, cheaper almost, almost three decades. Almost three decades. Um, I, I feel like our labor was less and our fruit was more. Mm -hmm. And the labor was enjoyable yes. and the pain was less. And so... And our marriage and family has not done so bad either. No, no, Absolutely. no. The biggest, the biggest benef uh, beneficiaries, the, the beneficiaries of these skills is certainly yes. us personally. And, and then our children, because really through these skills, you you can change generations. So we first started and we learned this skill and I realized, oh my Lord, this is a, I'm an emotional infant. This, this is gigantic. It was a whoa. I felt guilty because it was so amazing. It was so counterintuitive to everything I'd learned in all of my seminary and wow. leadership conferences as a pastor. And it was like, no, I should be. I should be definitely going to another prayer meeting. I should be teaching more Bible study. But learning and developing skills was just so different. That's why, honey, you became the Jedi Knight. You know, I appreciate you're on this podcast because I don't know anybody in the world who has mastered the nuances of these skills as we develop them over the years like you. So I've learned a lot from you. But I learned that God is love and that loving is what it's all about. Great relationship. It's not just what we do. It's how we do it as leadership teams how we're doing it in our closest relationships. If that's not right, as Paul says, nothing's right in 1 Corinthians 13. So it seemed less spiritual to me initially, mm -hmm. to my formation. Except for that experience oh, in that incarnational listening. That was such a, a, a yes. revelation of God, a revelation of each other, a revelation of love. Yes, and I realized I had so many bad habits going back to my family of origin that were deep in my bones 
and that this was learning to love in the new family of Jesus. Yes. And so it was, it ex I experienced such a power through these skills. I, it was a power that I couldn't deny if it was from God. And Being it, blind, now I see type of thing. It was like, absolutely. oh God. And so we went on. The scales fell from our eyes. We can use every metaphor that there was, but, and one of the most beautiful ones was it set us free. And it really is about setting others free. We set the church and what we experienced, we began to bring these skills to mm -hmm. people in our church and other leaders. They were getting set free. It was, it was Luke chapter four, setting people in bondage free. And it Abs began with us first. Right. Absolutely. I think that, you know, by getting, by setting yourself free, well, you can't, it's very set. difficult to set others free if you've not been set free yourself. And yes, we had an experience with Christ way back in college and chose to follow him. But it's as if we still had a lot of grave clothes on yeah. that yeah. needed to come off. And um, yeah. And so. so and so over the uh, a 21 year period, we developed skills, mm -hmm. eight skills mm -hmm. that are now uh, called the Emotionally Healthy Relationships uh, course. And uh, there's eight sessions in it, but it took decades for us to actually get it down and develop these eight skills. Uh, community temperature readings, what we're going to do with today, stop mind reading, clarifying yeah. expectations, and this is all, And this is all in the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. We're yep. going to keep directing you yep. to that because we can't cover it all. Yeah. And that's not our purpose in the podcast, but we want to definitely direct you to get, you want to get the full picture, then you want to check out the Emotionally Healthy Relationship Skills course. So let's launch into, Jerry, the first foundational mm -hmm skill mm -hmm. called the community temperature reading. We call it CTR for short, which we adapted from that great thinker, Virginia Satir mm -hmm. in the 1960s. And the reason this was such a great, we, this is the foundational skill in the first session uh, of emotionality relationships is it creates safety, healthy culture, redistributes power. It's about connection. And uh, so why don't you begin by just telling us a bit about, you know, you know, what the course is, what this, what this first skill is about, and then mention maybe the five categories. Okay. And I'm just going to we'll do it. All right. I'm first just going to insert though. The way I think about this skill is that it releases your God given power, mm. as, as, especially through how you express yourself through, through words. You, yes. you have, we, God gave us a voice to be used to express ourselves, yeah. who we are, who we are on the inside. Most people don't really even know who it's they true. are on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so this skill is uh, fundamental to the rest of the skills. It sets the foundation because it provides a space for each person to express their themselves, which is their God-given right. Yes. God has given each one of us individual power and dignity to express ourselves, and in this little skill you do it in five areas yeah we're going to express appreciations um we're going to express uh, uh excuse me we're going to express puzzles we're going to express complaints and we're going to ex express new information and then hopes and again just five areas that are actually pretty significant to nurturing a healthy environment in relationships but this is not an intense skill. This is um, sharing light. As, the, as we go on in the skills, we'll build upon this foundation and we'll go uh, deeper and a little more um, involved in future skills. But this one, although it's 
simple. simple, it is very profound because most people are not used to using their voice to yeah. express themselves. Like most people aren't used to even, which is really an expression of their personal power. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it because it is fundamental to personal power, which people aren't even in touch with until they actually do it. And we've done this all over the world, <laughs> cultures, countries, yep. Yep. races all over the world. And it's very rare to find relationships where there is an equal distribution of power. Yes. Each person exer exerts their voice in a respectful way. Right. And there's, whether it's a family, whether it's a staff team, whether it's a board, but there's healthy culture out of which one has a dialogue. So yeah, and when we talk about power, expressing personal power equally, we're talking about um, each person's God-given personal power. We're yes. not talking about, yeah. you know, um, Thank you, honey. you know, whatever it is, uh, organizational yes. charts and that kind of power, but setting a tone where people can express themselves you know, honestly, respectfully, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So why don't we, why don't we model at least the basics of yep, a community yeah, temperature reading, yeah. a CTR together. This will be live between the two of us. So we'll do each other. You'll, we're going to do each of the five categories. Okay. So, we'll so I don't need to express, I mean, should I be just briefly express each one, what each one of them are or no? Uh, why don't we, why don't we do it? Either way, we can either do it and explain briefly, or you can explain each briefly. It's up to Let's do it. Let's try doing it. Okay. Let's just do it. Okay? okay. So we start with appreciations. Mm -hmm. um, all right, honey, I really appreciate that we are going on vacation tomorrow and that you did all this work mm. to find that lodging. I know that it took hours and hours and hours of going on a bicycle trip and you found great lodging. And I just want to know I, I'm aware I'm walking into it to enjoy it tomorrow. So wow, great. great appreciation. I appreciate that you you um, saw all those hours. Ooh. And my appreciation has to do with all the hours and hours and hours you spent in switching our insurance. Mm. So I really appreciate and am actually was in awe of how much you put into, how much it took to switch the insurance. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really appreciate Thank you. it. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Okay. <clears throat> Category two, puzzles. Mm -hmm. I am puzzled that the uh, tea stain on our bedroom rug, that you began, you did the first draft of clean, you know, uh, what's we're taking away the stain, mm -hmm. but you didn't do the second treatment of that stain to fully get rid of it. And I'm just puzzled uh, that you didn't do the second round. Okay. I'm laughing because <laughs> the stain came from you, not me. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So you're puzzled why I didn't do this the second round. Okay. I pre okay. Hmm. Good. <laughs> My puzzle is I'm puzzled why I gave why uh you I gave you a cookbook for your birthday <laughs> entitled what the heck to cook for dinner, but you've never used it. Mm. So I'm puzzled about that. Honey, I'm puzzled too. Okay. <laughs> I opened it. I read some of it. I actually brought it with me to the supermarket. So yeah, good puzzle. Sure. I'll get to it. All right. Uh, complaint with suggestions for change. I notice that you are very often reading in bed uh, after I turn over to go to sleep, and you're reading on your Kindle, your ebook. 
and that often you are reading sitting up rather than to your side where I don't see the light, mm. but you're reading, you're, you're sitting up reading it and the light's kind of going into my face. And I prefer that you would lean over on your side all the time when you're reading an ebook, so the light would not reflect into my face and wake me up. Okay, I hear that. I notice that there are times when you load up the car with lots of boxes to bring to recycling, but then those boxes take up residence in our car for several days. And I prefer that um, there would be that more than two days wouldn't pass before you, you know, empty the car and by bringing them to recycling. That makes sense. No, it can do. You know, my philosophy has been fill the car up to, mat, to fully with boxes, then bring it to the. No, recycling. I did not know that. That was my philosophy. Interesting. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, new information: uh, the School of Emotionally Healthy Leadership for Pastors uh, is full. It's closed. Uh, registrations on the website, even though it's a month before, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a. Surprise, it's closed so early this year, got full. And at your table in particular, we have to interview who's going to be part of it and who's not. Mm. Okay. I want to jump on that Mm -hmm. decision. Um, What are we doing again? Uh, New information. New information. New information. Tonight, we will not be going to the Sunquists. We're going to stay home and care for the little ones while the other adults in this house go. Okay. Okay? You and I are staying home. Great. Yeah. And uh, last category is hopes and wishes. Uh, I have a great hope that we can uh, spread out our vacations throughout the year rather than do it all in the summer. Uh, But in the winter in particular, that we can have a a vacation in warm weather somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, And I could do writing of this next book and we can do some fun after that each day. Mm -hmm. So it could be a work play vacation in a warm place uh, this winter. Okay. There's a little new information in there for me too, because I didn't know you wanted a warm place, but that's good to know. Okay, great. My hope is that Eva would find the right place for her short-term rental. That's good. That's great. Awesome. Big hope. Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thank honey. You. All right, it. so honey, why don't you just say a few words about the five, each of the five categories, about what we just did mm-hmm. uh, there for folks. Okay, keep in mind that the purpose of this skill is to allow each person to exercise their God-given power by expressing themselves. So it's really about the speaker. It's not about the listener. That's why you don't see like response. This is not, we're not trying to solve anything. We're not even responding necessarily to each other. Like, you know, Pete expressed a puzzle as to why I hadn't done the rug, a second, a second cleaning. And I don't, I didn't have a need to tell him why or why not, because it's, it's about him, me being let in actually on his puzzle, but actually the puzzle was for him, um, to avoid judging me. And, but rather, you know, say, hey, I'm puzzled why you didn't do something, which is really, really important. So, so before she yeah. explained it, let me just share with everybody here that you, you'll, to get a full yep. uh, understanding of this community temperature reading, uh, I know you got lots of questions. You probably, as you watch this, I have questions about this and this. Right. You want to go to the Emotionally Healthy right. Relationships course and get the workbook and the, uh, the videos go with the workbook and the day by day devotional that goes with it. So, uh, but you can download least the first session free on our website just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash community 
Uh, that's emotionallyhealthy.org slash community. You can download the video and the full workbook that goes with uh, session one on the community temperature reading. But hey, I want you to say a few words, give them a basic understanding right. of what we just did. The, the, this first skill really has two sides of the coin. And we've mentioned it now several times. It's about um, a person being able to express their God-given power you're born with uh, to express yourself through, through words, but it's also about nurturing relationships. And so these five areas are important in nurturing relationships. Very simply, when you express appreciations to people, they're more apt to do it again, yeah. you know, but also it's a way appreciations are all way, a way of saying, I see you. And they're actually a form of gratitude. Appreciations are also huge because in our culture, we think them, we might express them if a person goes the extra mile, but we don't say them. And yet they're so important to relationships. Secondly, uh, we did puzzles. Puzzles is a word, and you might use a different word, but the spirit behind this expression or expressing yourself on puzzled is to avoid judgment of the other person because i think we do judgment in our culture and in the church like the air we breathe so just think about it somebody sent you a text or an email no you sent someone a text or an email and they don't respond what's the story you start telling yourself and we usually yeah. do start and we usually start we do negative interpretation you know i knew they were upset with me or um why didn't they get back to me? Oh, they're so thoughtless. They're selfish. Whatever. We start telling ourselves stories and we really don't know. It's true. We don't know. And so I think yeah. in in Christianity, we we are called to withhold judgment. Yeah. Avoid judgment. And so that's why where the word, the beautiful word puzzle comes in. I'm puzzled why you didn't return my phone call or my text. Um, I'm puzzled why you did or didn't do something. Again, this isn't wondering. This is the, the key, the spirit here is avoiding judgment because too many times our hearts skip to judgment and really then we've, been, we've sinned. We've sinned against right. the other person. We've now started telling ourselves a story. Can, that's can not I just give you an example true. of the pastor who called me this morning about, I don't, is it, maybe his, his example is so tremendous. He said he's been doing teaching the skill, the course. Yeah. He taught the course, most of these relationships, and his staff have been immersed in it. Mm -hmm. And so one of his staff who works for him, who runs the worship team, came to him and said, I'm puzzled why you sent me an email about getting this worship equipment fixed that I'm responsible for. And you CC'd everybody on the worship team. Right. And she did it. And and then with a spirit of she, she really was puzzled. Yeah, she didn't she, judge him. She wasn't judging him. She wanted, rather than jump to judgment, yeah. she needed to go to the source and find yeah. out why he did that. And he explained why, that it, taken so, it was taking so long. He was wondering what was going on. But then, and then she was able to say, you know, I noticed. Then she turned it into a, 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 a complaint. complaint. Yeah, with a request. Remember, the, the formula is I notice and I prefer yeah. for the third category. And she said, I noticed that you often will CC people. Mm -hmm. uh, like you did with me. Mm -hmm. And I prefer with me, you just come to me directly. Mm -hmm. And since I'm the head of the worship team and ask me the question you have. How, how did he, he, he was respond? so happy. He was, because you realize our team is getting mature, healthy. Now, even though he has greater power, he's the lead pastor. She works for him. She was, she didn't, she wasn't guarding resentment in the past. It would have turned into resentment. It would have turned into bitterness. Mm -hmm. It would have turned into 
uh, maybe gossip with somebody else, but he right. says she was able to come to me wow. and exert herself, her <laughs> God-given voice in a mature way. And yep. she goes, it gives me such hope for our whole church and ministry mm-hmm. that it's getting in that deeply. Yeah. And that's really the goal. And I thought- I can imagine. He must've been lit up. And he said to me, imagine if she didn't have, didn't know the skill and imagine if she had, didn't have the permission to use it with right, me. Right. What would have happened? She would have felt embarrassed. She would have felt unsafe. Who knows? She would have got anger. Who knows? She could have left her job eventually. Right. That these, these skills, he was saying, these skills are life and death. This is, that's what we would say. Every leader, you want to master these skills, bring it to your leadership team, bring it to your church because it sets people free. Right. Okay. Great. So, sorry. Once- that's okay. So first area was appreciation. Second area is puzzles. Third area is complaints with requests for change. And s- very simply, uh, this is where you get to say what you don't like. But often in our culture, we just say what we don't like, and it is a criticism, or it feels like a criticism. Yeah. But in this skill, you say what you don't like, but you must say what you want instead. Yeah. You don't just get to say, I don't like it when you change the thermostat. You say, honey, I know, I notice that you change the thermostat, you turn it down, and I prefer we have a conversation yeah. before you do that. So that's what this one is about. It's beautiful because you're not a bad person if you don't like something, but you get you. But that, that little formula, that little handle of I notice and you say what you don't like and I prefer. Mm. You now is you are the one you take responsibility for what you don't like. You're not just shooting. A, I don't like something, yeah. but I, but what I prefer. So this is actually this is growing up. It is. This is becoming an adult, so to speak. Okay, that was third. Fourth is simply new information. New information nurtures relationships because there's always big things and little things that are happening that can affect each other. Uh, you know, somebody yeah. forgot they had an appointment. Somebody forgot something. A time changed, or someone's you know in the hospital yeah. and just, there's just always information you need to stay abreast of. And that's where that space happens. And then finally hopes. And I mean, I love hopes. It hopes keep the soul alive. And so when we express hopes, when you hear anybody express a hope, just remember they're giving you a glimpse into their soul of who they are because all our hopes are yeah. very different. And so, yeah, that's it in short. Yeah. But again, the course has the much fuller Version. explanation. And so the beauty is it's a structured skill to learn and you get used to it. But the goal actually is because it just becomes embodied as part of our lives. So, for example, we had our staff meetings will often begin with appreciations and all we'll do is appreciations. I remember we had an intern when I was lead pastor of the church and he was new. And one of the first staff meetings he was at. He made a complaint about, oh, worship went too long on Sunday. And it was a group of like 20 people in the room. And everybody just started laughing because I knew he didn't know. And, you know, it was like a laughing correction. Like, no, when we make a, a, a complaint, we always have to give a suggestion. I notice and I prefer it. What would you prefer? And we taught him right there on the spot. But you're creating healthy culture because, again, we're coming out of our families of origin and our respective different cultures around the world. And we're teaching people to live in the new family of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, and of course, all of our staff were required to go through the course and learn the skills. But to have it 
modeled or to be have it flowing very easily, very integrated into our staff meetings. Yeah. It was the was the beauty of it. It was very natural to check out puzzles or I notice and I prefer or clarifying expectations. It was, you know, it was just And do you remember the past where I used to be part of the staff meetings? We were not we were not on staff at that point. But he was always quiet. Oh, he he wasn't on he, staff. He was on staff. Oh. We, were, we were not the lead pastors. We were still on staff, but we were oh, kind of okay. helping out. And he wouldn't he wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't assert his voice. He was always so quiet. And we went to him and said, "What are your hopes and wishes? What what do you want for your ministry?" And, and it turns out he's not used to using his voice. And we co- we coached him and even exerting his voice to hopes and wishes of what he wanted, what he preferred. He was an outstanding leader, but for various reasons, going back to his family of origin, he just didn't use his voice. And so we've seen that most leaders do not have the skills to create teams and cultures of joy and safety and connection and peace, rather with a lot of turmoil, a lot of conflicts, tensions, disagreements, stuff under the rug. And so this takes time and reflection to actually integrate. So Jerry, just uh, you you mentioned prior to this, so we're talking about this. Tell us about how it's not just a skill that you learn, you check the boxes. It's a way of being. Mm. Um, It's more than a communication skill 101. This is about virtue you mentioned and love. Why don't you say a few words about that? I thought it was brilliant when you were starting to say it to me earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I always say the skills introduce you to yourself on a whole new level. So they're, they're transformative because once you begin, even this simple, when you watch, we watch two people and it might be a married couple, it might be staff work, whoever, who are ever learning the skill for the first time, even the simple one we just taught you. Um, they're awkward if they've never learned to express an appreciation uncomfortable Uncomfortable. they're uncomfortable especially expressing a complaint i'm not Mm. allowed to say what i don't like but and so um it sheds light on our own gaps so to speak or when you were about when when i watch couples and i'm sure it happened with pete and i when he began to express Mm-hmm. Um, a complaint with me, my bo- I could feel yeah. my body becoming defensive because, yeah. oh my goodness, that must, if he's expressing a complaint with me, I must be bad. And so it just, it begins to reveal yourself to you, mm. all of them, all of them. I mean, this yeah. is just, this is the first one. This is the, 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 the skill with training wheels, so mm, to speak, but yet it is profound. But as you go through the course, yeah, you're going to get introduced to yourself. And the goal is that I become changed from the inside out that i become more loving yeah towards myself and then certainly then towards others and of course you know and god i mean you just transformation again, you of heart is the goal transformation Honey, tell me johnny erickson tata storage because that's what we're after remember in the disability act well yeah i mean as much as i can remember i remember yeah i mean with the disability act johnny erickson tata was a person of our generation and uh, she had been in a terrible accident, became a quadriplegic, and has spent her since 16 years old in, in a wheelchair. And so it was many, many years before the American there were rights. Yeah, the American Civil Disability Act was yep. passed. And now we have you know ramps and parking for, for the disabled, et cetera. And none of that was around. Yeah. But when that act became legal, I'll never forget what she said. She said, we can change laws, but we can't change hearts. Mm. 
And that's huge because yes, we can change laws. We can make ramps and we can make parking spaces and we can make office, um, you know, um, spaces more accessible, et cetera. But people may still be looking at disabled persons in wrong lights and yeah. hurtful lights. And so it's, you don't necessarily change the heart, but in the same way, these skills are not about, uh, they're not these rote things you do. They're meant to change us. Yes. They're meant to change our hearts and change relationships. Yeah. And if you allow yourself, um, and that's why they're, you know, they're, they're creating a safe environment in order to do that. Again, we direct you to the course. And that's why we integrate it with the daily office, your relationship yes. with Jesus, all yes. connected with a deep spirituality. It's not just wooden skills like the law. It is actually heart life change. So yes, our it's, a, it's, yep, it's the spirit. So listen, hear us in this leaders. This is life and death for you to learn, master, get discipled in this missing arena of discipleship and learn some powerful transformative skills uh, and get trained in building healthy teams and culture through these skills. So yeah, we're eager. We're eager for you to have less pain and more life and joy in your yeah. lives to get equipped in ways you didn't even know were possible but we're also jealous for the church yeah. because you have to get free first. Mm. Then the church can get free. And honestly, Pete and I never set out to change the, the church or the world, but to change ourselves. Yes. But it has a rippling effect. If you change yourself, you can't not help, but have that has a rippling effect out to others, both Beautiful. intentionally and just naturally. Beautiful. So we want to encourage you, download uh, the first session on the community temperature reading. Mm -hmm. It's free. Go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash community, and you can get the video, the workbook, as well as the uh, I think daily office book as well. Okay, that's emotionallyhealthy.org slash community. You'll get a fuller sense of what we talked about here today. So let me just, I want to just bless everyone here uh, watching or listening to us that may you, I know for pastors and leaders, like for me, when I started, I felt so incompetent in this area. I felt like such a, I wasn't good at this. I was better at Bible study. I was better at preaching and giving vision. But I want to encourage you, like Abraham, to step out. And if you remember Abraham by faith, uh, when he's called to go to a place, he would later receive his inheritance. He obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. So we're saying, please trust us to live out scripture in this very unique way. Let Jesus change you, free you in your God-given voice so you can free everybody else. I'm just going to add those things that you mentioned that you felt that you were competent in. Yes. They, you're still extremely competent in those areas, but they have now been yes. been breathed into with a, a fresh That's true. breath of God's spirit through this change of heart around knowing how to love others better. Honey, Beginning this is fantastic. Thank you so much. I look forward to the next podcast on slaying the dragon of wrong assumptions. Mm, thank you, everybody. Great thank to you. be with you. Have a great day.